Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Women Own Wealth with your host, Tara Johnson. I am here today to talk investing, and we are going to kick off a four-part series on investing. Part one is just going to be talking about all the different types of investments that you have an opportunity to invest in. And I'm not talking about what you actually buy within an investment. I'm just talking about what can I participate in? For example, what can I participate in at work? What can I participate in at home if I don't have an employer plan? And what are some additional savings options that my husband and I or my partner and I can participate in? So we're going to start at the top. And I'm actually going to divide this into three different parts. And if you're a client of mine, you kind of understand that we've talked about three different tax buckets. And so when we're going through this, I'm going to start with tax bucket one, then go to two, and then to three. And then we're going to talk about each investment type in each bucket. You'll get an understanding of why you might invest in that certain account, what are the max contributions in that type of an account, and what are the tax ramifications now and later for investing in those accounts. So this is gonna be a little bit more lengthy, but what I really wanna do is lay the framework for everyone as we go into this investing series about what types of investments are even out there for you, you and your partner uh, to participate in. So number one is the pre-tax bucket. So when I say pre-tax, that means money has not been taxed yet. And I'm going to list just a handful of investment types within this bucket. One is a 401k. And I think that is a well-known name out there. And I think a lot of you who work in corporate America probably know about this type of an account. 403b you may hear a little bit more about if you're in the teaching world. So this is very similar to a 401k, but offered for people like teachers and some other professions as well. An IRA, individual retirement account, is also in this bucket. You can also, uh, you may also hear of a deferred comp plan and a lot of government workers have these types of plans. Simple IRAs and SEP IRAs are also in this tax bucket. So let me dig a little bit more into what pre-tax contribution means and why these types of accounts are in this bucket, okay? So all contributions that go into these investments have yet to be taxed by Uncle Sam. And when I bring up Uncle Sam, that means um, the tax man, right? Everyone's running from the tax man. So Uncle Sam is a tax man, and he is the person who's collecting our taxes on our paychecks, our wages, things like that. So for our investing into these accounts, Uncle Sam has not collected any money from us yet. Not yet. So let me take this a step further and explain to all of you out there who earn a paycheck and have taxes taken out from that paycheck. Then you get money deposited into your bank account. So it goes from your employer and taxes are taken out of it. Uncle Sam takes that and then it goes into your bank account. Well, when you elect to participate in one of the accounts that I mentioned above, so a 401k, 403b, a simple IRA, a SEP, a traditional IRA, things along those lines, Uncle Sam has not taken his cut out of the pie quite yet. He's actually saying to you that, you know, 
we'll cut you a break today. So we'll give you a deduction today. But when all your money grows over the next 30, 40 years, and you start taking money out of this account, that's when I want my income tax. So I want to take this a step further and ask, why would I invest in an IRA or a 401k or any other account like this? Well, the first reason is because you're self-funding your retirement, your future, your travel plans in the future, all of that. That is why you're funding into this uh, type of bucket. In the future, I have a podcast that will give us a little bit of history about pensions and social social security and uh, which were more of the accounts that people relied on in the past. And now we have to self-fund our retirement, which is why we have access to this bucket of accounts. The second reason to invest in these types of accounts is because you get a tax deduction today. Okay, I'll explain this a little bit more in depth. So think about when you do your taxes, probably around this time of year, January, February, March, uh, you get your W-2 earnings in the mail, you get that report and it tells the tax preparer how much you made that year and how much you have paid to Uncle Sam. Well, say you made $100,000 this year and you paid Uncle Sam 30000 of it. So now imagine if you contributed 10,000 to your 401k. So Uncle Sam doesn't look at $100,000 of income that year. He actually only sees $90,000 of income because that was a pre-tax contribution. So this is, um, like I said, a great way to get a tax deduction today, pay less taxes today. I speak of the 401k in my example just because I feel it's a very common account. I think a lot of people can um, uh, relate to this type of account. So when I say 401k, I'm also speaking of all of the other accounts within this bucket. So now let's fast forward to retirement. You're 65 and you want to take out $15,000 for this amazing trip to Italy with your spouse uh, on the way out of accounts like this. You're taxed ordinary income, just as if you were getting a W-2. Um, so you're taxed at that current tax rate. So uh, we are still thinking about the example when you were making $100,000 a year. Now in retirement, fast forward to 65 you're collecting social security, maybe taking out a couple distributions, but let's say your income total is only $60,000 now. Well, Uncle Sam says your income is less today and your tax rate is less today. Therefore, when you take that money out, you're taxed less. So that is the idea with the 401k IRA is that in most situations and not all, you get a really good tax break today when you're earning higher wages and then you fast forward to retirement when maybe you're only collecting social security and your income rate is lower. Therefore, you're taxed less on the way out. So it seems like a really good vehicle. Like I said, not all situations are the same, but that is the idea. All right, so. Now, the last reason for investing in a pre-tax bucket is because all earnings are tax deferred. Okay, now let me tell you what I mean by this. 
when you start a 401k, IRA, 403b, etc., um, I think that it, I like to think of it as you are investing in kind of like a bubble, right? So any transactions you make inside of this bubble are non-taxable. You can be invested in uh, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, whatever it might be. But all of this money grows and grows and grows. And Uncle Sam does not collect year after year. It grows 20, 30, 40 years. And then at the end is when it gets taxed. So that is the last benefit to this type of account is you get a tax break, no taxes along the way, and then you get, in, you get taxed at hopefully a lower rate when you take the money out. So let's summarize why you would invest in a 401k, IRA, 403b, simple SEP. Okay, we need to take responsibility. Number one is we need to take responsibility in our own retirement and save for it. So I think those are things that, you know, in your younger years, you say, oh, I'm going to start next year, or I'm going to start next year, or your employer gives the benefit package and, you know, you say, gosh, this is a lot to read. I'm not going to start now, but I will next year. Or when you're talking to your spouse and he or she may say, oh, don't worry about it. We have lots of time. No, let's advocate for ourselves and let's save for our own retirement. Okay. Uh, secondly, is you get a tax deduction today. So you may not be in this astronomical high uh, income tax bracket, but regardless, you get a tax break today. So let's take advantage of that. Uh, thirdly, all earnings are, growed, are growing tax deferred. So you are not taxed as your account grows. So that's another benefit. And fourth, when you take your money out, our hope is that your income level will be lower than than it is now. Therefore, you should be taxed less at that time. All right, now let's go into bucket two. And this bucket is the tax-free bucket. And that sounds really great. <laughs> but there are some restrictions here. So the main accounts that I want you guys to take away from this bucket is a Roth IRA and life insurance. We're going to focus mostly on Roth IRA Insurance is a whole nother world in itself. So we can spend some time in a later podcast talking about insurance. Uh, so let's talk about the Roth. Uh, I, pre I mentioned previously um, that I'd be going or that I will be doing a podcast uh, regarding the history of investments. Well, spoiler alert, the, the Roth IRA was actually funded in 18 or excuse me, 1989. So some of you listening to this podcast, <laughs> the Roth IRA may actually just, um, you may be older than the Roth IRA. So it's a newer investment. It's in its infancy. And which leads me to believe that potentially it might not last that long. I'm not really sure, but it, I, to me, it is such a good deal to invest into a Roth IRA if you qualify. So if you're able to do it, take full advantage of it and invest in the Roth IRA depending on your financial decision, right? Okay, so let's talk about what I mean when I say tax-free bucket. Here's how this bucket works. So Roth IRAs in particular, okay? Let's go back to the example from before when we were talking about we're making $100,000. Uncle Sam takes 30,000 of that. Therefore, you have 70,000 sitting in your bank, bank account. Instead, of the last example where we invested into our 401k, we are going to invest into our Roth IRA, okay? So now let's remember you have 70,000 has already 
been taxed and that's sitting in your bank account. Uh, you can use it to spend money, places, pay your bills, all of that stuff. Well, you decide to invest the full amount, $6,000 or $7,000 if you're over 50, into the Roth IRA bucket. Now, in 2021, the income level max the income max level is about 208,000 and that's modified adjusted gross income is the max your household can make if you file jointly to invest into a Roth IRA. Now, again, I'm not going to get too into the weeds of those uh, qualifications and we're going to spend another segment talking about Roth IRAs in general and and dive a little bit deeper, but for the sake of this podcast and the segment, let's say, again, we're making $100,000 and we invest $6,000. Well, we've already been taxed on that money, so you do not get your tax deduction today. So let's fast forward over the next 30, 40 years and follow that $6,000 up 30 to 40 years. Well, It's grown, it's grown, it's grown. Now you're going to take that same trip to Italy for $15,000. When you take the money out of this account, the entire thing is tax-free. Yes, let me repeat that. The entire distribution out of your Roth IRA is tax-free. It's a huge benefit. And like I said, that's why if you qualify for a Roth IRA, I fully suggest um, taking a deeper look into it. The second benefit to a Roth IRA and investing in this bucket in general is it also grows tax deferred. So when I talked about the 401ks, IRAs, this also grows tax deferred. So you put money in today and it grows over 30, 40 years or whatever it may be. No taxes along the way. When you take the money out, again, it is tax free, but you're not getting taxed by Uncle Sam along the way, which is great. So when you take out all of those gains at the end of the day, they're all tax free. Okay, so now again, I'll be diving into the nitty gritty of the Roth IRA down the road in a separate episode, but, uh, and that's basically just because it's a pretty unique investment and it has a lot of certain qualifications that you need to uh, hit or be under in order to, uh, to invest into it. But I'm going to touch a little bit on, on life insurance quickly. So if we're going to take that same net $70,000 that's in your bank account and say you, uh, you purchase life insurance. Okay. Let's say we are going to spend $50 a month for a 30 year term policy. And when I say a 30 year term policy, that means for 30 years, I have a locked in rate of $50 a month. And the death benefit to my spouse is a hundred thousand or excuse me, $1 million. Okay. But I'm locked in for 50 bucks a month. So my total investment there over 30 years, say he, pa- or say, excuse me, say I pass on the last day of my premium payment 30 years from now, my total investment at that point would be $18,000. Okay. So my beneficiary, so my spouse in this case scenario, gets $1 million. That's a 98% return on my investment paid out to me tax free. That's a pretty big deal. Okay. Now that's a really great return on your investment and all of those proceeds are coming out to you tax 
free. Not to me, excuse me, to my spouse or my beneficiary, tax-free. Okay, now let's go into this next bucket. So we've talked about bucket one, which is pre-tax, which has IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, SEP and simple and traditional IRAs. Uh, Bucket two is the tax-free bucket, which has Roth IRA and life insurance. And bucket three is a whole different animal, if you will, and that is the capital gains and dividend bucket. Okay, so nothing, uh, it's pretty self-explanatory, but we're going to dive into this a little bit. Uh, What are types of investments inside this bucket? So as a listener, as a person who's making decisions in my financial world, uh, what are investments I could use? Well, you could use a, a transfer on death account or a joint account, and that is something where you just invest money uh, into a brokerage account is what it's called, and it continues to grow and you invest in what you'd like. A trust account or just a money market or a savings account. These are all investments that lie in this bucket. Okay, so first let's talk about what I mean when I talk about capital gains and dividends. Well, in the previous buckets, number one and two, we talked about how your investments grow tax deferred. So there's no taxes along the way as it grows. Well, this bucket's different, okay? Uh, There's a rate at which the government taxes wages, but capital gains are taxed differently, okay? So let's think about Amazon stock, for example. You purchase one share of Amazon stock for 500 bucks a share, however many years ago, okay? It's now trading at $3,000 a share, okay? Simple math tells us the gain is $2,500 a share, or $2,500 now. Looking back to the Roth IRA, you would not pay taxes on the gains, but in this account, you do. So when you go to sell Amazon stock, your gain is at $2,500. Well, you're depending on where your income lies, you could be taxed at the 0%, 15 20% tax bracket, and potentially higher depending on uh, your income. Okay, so when you sell that stock on the $2,500, that is what you are getting taxed on. Now, when we look at as those as money in that account grows over time, and maybe you didn't sell your stock, well, there could be ordinary dividends that Amazon gives to its shareholders. Well, that is taxed at ordinary income rates. So instead of your account growing tax deferred, no taxes along the way, this has a little tax along the way, okay? And only when you sell do you see you know, a capital gain rate. Okay. So, uh, why would someone invest into an account like this? Well, um, and when you think about, gosh, well, the other tax buckets, I feel like they, they give me all of these tax breaks, right? In the beginning or at the end. Well, number one, you would invest in a brokerage account, for example, because you can take out of this account prior to 59 and a half. The other buckets and retirement accounts, you have to wait until you're 59 and a half in order to take money out without penalty, okay? Number two, it's important to have asset allocation, but what I think is really important and a lot of people forget about is asset 
location. Diversifying your money and your savings across the different tax buckets is very important. Investing in your normal retirement accounts through work. If you qualify for a Roth IRA, I think it's crucial that you do that. And then also you have this bucket where, yes, you can tap into a little bit before retirement or fund more shorter term goals. Um, there's a lot of benefits to investing in this uh this type of account and locating your money here. Thirdly, there's no limit on how much you can invest here. So say you're tapping out your other uh, buckets or your other accounts and you're hitting those limits, you have no other place to invest your money. Well, this is a great place to put it. Uh, yes, you do pay taxes along the way with dividends and interest. Uh, but the fourth reason why to invest in this is because uh, when you distribute money out of this account, um, you do not have to consider income taxes as if you were to take a distrib distribution out of an IRA. You're considering income taxes here. You're only considering taxes and a smaller rate on just the gain. So there's a distribution strategy when it comes to this type of account in retirement or prior to. Okay, now I know this is a lot and I know it's just laying the groundwork with the different types of investments that maybe you've heard out there, but I want to just summarize everything. Okay, the accounts I mentioned in each bucket previously, so bucket one, two, and three, are the most common investments that you have access to, whether, you're an, whether you have an employer who's offering those or whether you are a business owner who has access to those. Uh, there are definitely other investment types out there when it comes to children, uh, saving for your children, or um, just other types of investments. But these are the main main ones that uh, that you have access to and the most basic. So this is where I wanted to start. Secondly, uh, within most of the accounts I mentioned, you're able to invest in types of investments like stocks, bonds, ETFs mutual funds, options trading if you want. Um, that's really complex and we don't do that here in our office, but typically you have the opportunity to do that in the investments types that I listed. Okay, number three, I encourage everyone to talk to your wealth advisor and your spouse to determine what account is best for you. Um, me talking about the investments that I just went through is not a recommendation. Like I said, it's just to lay the groundwork as to what's available to you. And uh, if you've heard about a 401k but didn't really know how it worked, now I hope you have a little bit of an idea of how it does work. Um, lastly, asset location, okay? Asset location, not allocation. I'm talking about asset location is a very vital key component to your retirement success. We see a lot of clients out there just plugging away at their 401k, 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 and then when they retire, all they have is this bucket of money that is all going to be taxed as income when they take it out. And so we really encourage people to invest in all three buckets. And again, talk with your wealth advisor, um, but asset location is really key to a retirement success. So next time we'll be talking about the different types of investments. So I talked about uh, 
what can be invested in each of these accounts like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs. We're going to dive into that next time. So tune in because I think it's really important that we spend some time understanding what these are, um, how you get access to them, what do they cost, all of those different things. So I really look forward into diving into that and give you a basic uh uh, groundwork as to what all of that looks like. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. We'll see you next time.